Okay, okay, so um, hello everybody and welcome back to Brunch Brothers Podcast. It has been a very long time, it's been many, many months since um, I've done an episode. Uh, life has been very, very interesting, been very busy, doing all sorts of really cool stuff. Uh, and now we have decided to sort of, what's the word, resurrect, that's the one. Today I'm joined by not one, but two guests, which I'm particularly very, very happy about. Um, everything today has just kind of happened as a matter of figuring it out as we go along, which is kind of like how my whole life is, and to be honest, it's all winging it, winging it. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna wing this, which is great, except the only thing that we're not gonna wing is the topic that we're gonna be discussing today. However, before I get into it, I want to introduce you to these two gentlemen who are sat with me today. So we have, um, just here we have Robert Chigozzi, who is a serial entrepreneur, he's a fashion designer, film producer, my very, very good friend, and my business partner. So yes, please do welcome him. So, so good to have you here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Now people get to hear the kind of stuff we actually talk about on a regular basis. basis, Which is, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. And then um, we also have a delightful gentleman who goes by the name Charles Banigo, who is also a designer. He has created this incredible bag, right? This, uh, his brand is called Two One, I believe. Yes, Yes. Two One, that's right. And uh, um, Charles is not only a designer, he is also a court clerk. So, you know, good to see some melanin in the courtroom on the on the other side of justice. For <laughs> <laughs> real? Listen. On, on the other side of justice. Other side. <laughs> so that's great. And, um, changes. That's yes, awesome. yes. Yeah. And this is... This did. This was not planned to happen this way, but we are the three of us are all members of the Fifty Six Black Men campaign. Well done, boys. Oh, wow. I guess. Come on, <laughs> come on. I'm number twenty six. Rob, you are twenty four. You are number number two. Number two, right? So, so good to have you guys here today. Um, currently, for the listeners at home and wherever you're listening, I currently have some chicken cooking in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna, be, it's gonna be glorious. I'm not gonna Listen, lie. so so yeah. when when this episode is over, please understand that it is because Rob has said the alarm's going off and the chicken yeah, is yeah, ready. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, you know that. The, so the plan is today to get into some really good, wholesome, perhaps some challenging and perhaps even difficult thought discussion, yes, thought provoking. Yep, and then after we're exhausted by delving into our emotions, because it's a secondary thing for us as men, we can go and um. Replenish ourselves <laughs> and and go and have our nutritional needs. That's right. Go and have some chicken. So so, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Cool. So let's get straight into it, gentlemen. Today I want to talk about triggers. 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 I want to talk triggers. about triggers, not the triggers from the airs, no, guys. Yeah. Triggers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want to I want to talk about triggers triggers that are formed as a result of various traumas in life. Why do I want to talk about triggers today? Well, first of all, I think we should talk about triggers on a regular basis. It's, mm. it's necessary. It's important. Um, we are naturally programmed to ignore triggers, and um, when you find people suddenly losing their mind or just not being themselves, having a particularly difficult uh, time in terms of existential crisis, identity crisis, it's a lot to do with not being able to identify triggers. That is what I have found. Guys, I'm not a psychologist, but I'm, you know, I'm speaking from... pretty accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, on Friday, Mm. I had a... 
this is a couple days ago, by the way. Friday, I had a, I had a fairly good day, you know, um, feeling some type of way. I was in my feelings a little bit. I didn't, I didn't know why. And I saw an image of somebody that I've known, someone I've known for a very long time, um, someone who is a friend, someone who has not done me wrong. Okay, I need this to be clear. Mm. This man has not done me any wrong, but I saw his face on Instagram and Facebook and was triggered. Right, I'll, 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 I'll tell you another one. Then I bumped into somebody later on that day. I went to the cinema. Shout out to Marisai Martin, um, the youngest executive producer in Hollywood. I went to go and see your movie the other day. I think you're a star. I think you're amazing. Shout out to Regina Hall and to Issa Rae. Love you, queens. Um, Issa Rae, you inspire me. You're the reason why I network sideways and not upwards. So thanks for the shout. Um, so was, I went to go and see Little the other day. And straight after, I, I bumped into an old schoolmate of mine. I'm talking 20 years back. Okay. So... Uh, we, I went to a school called Archbishop Michael Ramsey. Anybody who, who from South East London who knows what uh, Archbishop Michael Ramsey is will understand that that place was indeed the devil's pit. <laughs> it, it, it was one of the ugliest places to go to school, not just visually, but it was so destroying. Mm. You know, um, you, strong. you have to be a strong person to deal with that. Yeah, so. Right. Right, you're local, so you know about it, Charles. And listen, yeah, I mean, we're talking about you know students being airlifted by helicopter because that someone's you know back got bruck so badly in a fight. We're talking about someone who was hospitalized after being hit in the head with a crowbar. We're talking about Friday afternoon fights between Michael Ramsey and Sacred Heart. It was it was tradition, it was culture, and for those of us who didn't participate, we had to walk down to Kennington to get the bus because bus drivers were not stopping for two or three bus stops near the schools because they were not trying to have the passer on their buses, right? So it was horrible. It was horrible. Uh, I got bullied severely, but not bullied in the traditional sense where you get pushed around and stomped on and whatever. I mean, that was only sometimes, you know? But generally, it was lots of mental and emotional abuse, yeah? So, bumped into to this um, old schoolmate after the cinema. Um really have to see him again have to emphasize he's never done anything wrong to me we've never even so much as had an argument mm. okay but i was triggered gentlemen i was triggered because those two people who i went to school with one who i saw on socials one who i saw in person they reminded me for some reason that day of this horrible dark past that i deliberately suppressed back in 2002 before I left that school, I was like, I don't want to remember these people. I don't want to remember what happened. Mm, mm, it was too mm. painful. It was too much. When I was moving away, I was very keen on a fresh start, not knowing, you know, at the time that this would come back, you know, in many years and um, bite me. So I called you, Rob, as I do. I I was there. I called Rob. I was there. You know, I, when I'm in my feelings, I call Rob and I'm like, yo, like something's happening and... Um, <clears throat> You know, I, I want to tell myself to shut up because it feels silly, it feels stupid, but I'm like, no, talk, talk, talk. And whenever I try and sort of back away from talking, Rob's like, nah, man, talk. <laughs> <laughs> get out. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. You know, you need, you need to address these things, mate. Yeah. There, there we were. We, we had actually gotten on the call to discuss a film that we're, that we're co-producing yes. at the moment. And then it, it turned into all about my emotions. So I want to tell you what, what came up, mm. what, it, what the trigger 
or what was triggered okay um rob you and i had a discussion in december about something that i call abandonment issues mm-hmm. about abandonment complex, complex. issues yeah, yeah? yeah i have what i describe as abandonment complex issues okay and what that means is that when i form a close relationship with somebody subconsciously i i don't want them to leave me okay now i'm not the clingy type i'm not i'm not going to call you like 15,000 times a day or whatever if you tell me you're busy it's calm like it's not an issue but in terms of like friendship if i start to sense any kind of distancing anxiety happens the reason why that even happened is because when i was bullied so much as a kid i didn't have friends do you get what i'm saying so not having those friends and then eventually you you grow older you stop have, finding people who genuinely like you for who you are when things go pear shaped you're devastated yeah you more so yeah exactly you know uh, i remember when rob started dating this girl uh, you know and i was like yeah really happy for you and everything but i want to come clean about something i said i have abandonment complex issues i said i know that you're you're not going to switch out our friendship for this woman you know i know you're not going to switch out our business for this woman but the entry of a new person into your life is triggers my abandonment complex issues do you understand right that was so hard for me to say Mm. but it, i understood it was very important for me to very very to say it <clears throat> so no i so said it's, it's important for our person to know as well especially like in the relationship mm. the relationship we have where we're always like, speaking we have to get closely with friends with bros like all that kind of stuff it's exactly very important. yeah, yeah. And i expect that to be you know progressed. Mm. <clears throat> so the things that were triggered that day just by seeing those two people first it started with the school memories mm-hmm. and and then it went on to the betrayals mm. and it went on to the actual abandonment mm. so it, ma- it reminded me of of um um all the f- situations or relationships that i had that came to an abrupt end with no explanation that's the key no explanation it's not that these things ended it's because there was no explanation mm. so things that happened when i was in year 7 year 8 year 9 things that were unexplained things that hurt me but remained unexplained when my father left our family when i was 14 years old to this day 16 years later unexplained okay um in in my adult years you know two very dear friendships that one became super skewed and the other one just came to a dead end to this day no explanation so when i see something that reminds me of being left behind or abandoned i am triggered now have i made it clear the the, the basis of this discussion yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, cool so i want to start with charles do you know what your triggers are that is Um I think if I am going to be honest with myself I'm sensitive there's certain aspects where it's like if someone says something I could interpret that as an attack on me uh, and that's because I I too sort of somewhat bully that not like in a, like in a, in a violent way who are pushing me against the wall not nothing like that um it was more of a case of just finding the right type of people and stuff but besides for me i guess sensitivity some sense I'm sensitive that's one and i guess i could take things i'm not i can take things 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? I I take things too pers- too personally. Mm. If I was to if I was to be nice, I think that's the ones I can think of. Like, I, and I had time to reflect on it, and it's something I'm addressing and I'm working on to kind of like say, oh, not everyone's gonna attack on me. I can just actually just relax and just mm. not let it get to me and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's something that I, I continuously work on mm. to this day. So so yeah. So has that like, sort of drawn from like, a particular experience, or is that? Just it has. Like, it has drawn from a particular <clears throat> experience. Um, or experiences. Yeah. I guess the experience is that you know when I was little, I guess people would sometimes like take take the piss and stuff mm-hmm. and I would react in a, in a defensive of course, way of course yeah so that's kind of had and plus when I was in secondary school it's quite going to set on the puzzle it's quite like a tough school oof 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 it was a SD15 out here SD15 about all the things man it's like mate we had police waiting outside we had a lot we had a lot but but that was when the government cared about our safety and they assigned of police officers to, to, be, to, yeah, to be a very yeah, strong person to deal with that sort of thing. Um, but aside from it, um, it's made me who I am as a person. And obviously, it's from it that I have all of these small like flaws and triggers, trigger points. So I'm trying, like I said, addressing it. Mm. Um, and I think it's good to always reflect it's good to reflect knowing that something may have happened in your past but then you can then go forward saying right this is what happened this is why I act in certain ways mm-hmm. and then address it move forward and, and it's just an ongoing thing yeah. and in terms of like um, I mean like in terms of being defensive how defensive would you say you are now on a scale of 1 to 10 oh I'm not I like I'm, I'm really chilled Mm. I think it just depends on how someone could chat to me in a way and if they are yeah. if they're saying it in, if they're saying something which in a way like someone is it, 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 it's, it's kind of hard because it could stem in many different things it could it could be if someone how someone talks to me in a mm. way if I feel that there's like another layer underneath mm, what they're mm, saying mm, I would that would that. lead to suspicion now if that's just one example mm. another example is someone could generally say that oh hey you've messed up on something which I sometimes might do and and they just give me something for me to improve on but then if it's like a constant thing I would get uh, I would feel feel some type of way be like, well why you keep talking about this again and again and again mm. do you know what I mean and, and the person generally could be that they're just helping me out. So I have these tendencies where I, I suppose it's more, I'm, I'm a little bit of like a passive aggressor, but then I would actually would think about it and say like, is it just me that's being these things? Or is it just someone's doing it, but then they may not, they may not realize how they're being put across. And that's why I'm, I'm very slow towards jumping into conclusions. I actually want to, Take time, actually think about exactly. this, and say, and say, if it's something that I feel, but in the person I feel, I I probably would address it. Mm. So I wouldn't have like a major thing where I would just explode or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like I would actually would just say, hey, you know, this I feel some type of way when you say this sort of thing, and I like to have that discussion just to let the person know. Mm. 
and let's mm-hmm. go from there. But that's just a small little thing of it. But I'm I'm really chilled. Okay. So you got nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. Rob, what are your triggers? Um, yeah. So one one trigger for me is probably just like being told that I can't do something like simple as that sounds in, in, in the sense that more, more than like a you won't be able to mm. achieve that or whatever basically there's this one teacher um what was it bait her out or bait him up in uh, secondary school I'm, you know, I'm not gonna do, I'm not even gonna bait names in that but, <laughs> but it's long you know I mean look at me we're doing great things I don't care anymore <laughs> so but it's a trigger in the sense that she that's the mess I'll reveal <laughs> Mm-hmm. She was she was very I don't know why she, she had something an issue with me fam like she, she would smell the greatness yeah probably and and she she would almost just damn move everything like yeah you know you're, you're never gonna be able to do that like you can't you're not gonna do that you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do that like even even like, I used to come up with like projects and stuff like that she was a math teacher um, and like I remember one time um, parents evening fam she literally just literally just threw in front of the bus in front of my mum fam. I was like, wow, do you know what I mean? Mm. And obviously my mum, you know, she, she, she wasn't particularly happy about it, but that that experience, family, it got me to this thing of, I can achieve anything like I can do. So what, like for example, you know, if I sit, sit with someone and t- tell them about my idea and they start picking holes at me, I'm not gonna lie, I'm just like, mm. I'm gonna do it anyways. Like, mm, do you know mm, what I mean? Mm, mm. But yeah, I've yeah, started yeah. to understand that, you know what, like, it's actually important to have that objective view and not, I guess, get defensive to, to an extent mm. and actually understand that, you know what, some, you know, well, assess the person who's actually saying that and see, you know, actually do have, they do bring some value to, to what I'm expressing to them. And it's something I've had to, to really just understand, especially where I'm at in life with all yeah. these ideas and businesses and, and that. Like, sometimes, you know, whoever's giving me that feedback, that critical, um, constructive uh, criticism yeah. it's actually it's actually necessary do you know what I mean oh yeah and it's not necessarily them telling me that I won't be able to achieve that thing I won't be able to you know move forward with that and I shouldn't explore that idea mm. like they're just probably concerned you know and are sort of probably seeing the other elements of the idea that I haven't so um, that's a massive trigger for me just like anyone that if there's even a hint of ah oh, you won't be able to a hint of doubt it's just like what <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean it just it just triggers my I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you wrong kind of complex mm. do you know what I mean and I just mm. sometimes I can just get way too deep into it and it's just like no too much too. I've seen you go there yeah man I'm just, I'm do you remember a long long time ago or maybe not that long ago but I said to you one time you didn't say the words you know I'm going to prove so and so wrong or, yeah, 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 or yeah, whatever yeah but it was su- uh, surrounding the yeah, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going right. to prove yeah. them wrong yeah yeah, right? yeah yeah and then I turned around and I think this is a really important thought for the listeners I then said to you okay do you want to prove them wrong or do you want to prove yourself right? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, 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 Because proving people wrong yeah, 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 is, is mis, it's, misplaced it's, it's, energy. It's misplaced energy. It's misplaced energy completely. You know. It actually, it's actually, to, you know, on, on the back of that, it can actually take you down a road that's actually completely enough to do what you actually want to that's achieve it. anyways. That's it. So, because you've tailored your path to try and, <laughs> and appease the opinion of the, the person who actually doesn't care. Mm. That you're like, actually proving them wrong. They're even damn rough. Then like, if you went up to him and said, I proved you wrong, it would be like... So what was that again? What's that? What was that again? What, what happened? What, do you mean two years? Oh my oh. god, I said that. <gasps> oh my god, I'm not even that person anymore. I, I'm so... I'm, I'm born again and everything, but I'm... Physical. 
That's happened, you know. You know, one so, time. You know I, what I mean? So yeah, bro. Like yeah, that situation. I know. What you're, I know what, you're, what you're referring to as well. Definitely. Yeah. That stuff. Yes. Yes. That stuff. Yes. And I just, yo, I was, I can't help moving mad. I've, <laughs> I've never seen you so I, angry. I was moving mad, but um, yeah. And I reckon to an extent, it probably did throw me off track a little bit. And I was looking at opportunities that I didn't really need to be looking at because it had nothing to do with me because I was in the mindset of proving this person wrong. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's but it happens though. It happens though. It happens though. And I think it takes a bigger man to admit that you that you went off track because you were trying 100%. to prove something else wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it takes a bigger man to admit that. Okay, so so I want to touch on um, because for, I think it's important that we talk about these things and and we talk about how we feel about them and how we are affected and so on and so forth. It's really important. Brunch Brothers is all about getting in touch with your emotions and being being able to um, to be emotionally aware and emotionally act, you know? So one of the things that I'd like to share is um, what I realized after I had my super, super trigger moment. Now, I, when this trigger happened, I wasn't like, I wasn't, uh, I didn't react in like a wild way. I was particularly besides myself, especially because when I realized I was triggered, I wasn't in any kind of pain. I didn't have that, I didn't have that usual heart-wrenching, gut-twisting. It was just something that says, you're triggered right now, and you're triggered deeply. And if you say it out loud, it's gonna sound hella stupid. Because you're talking about stuff that happened between 20 years ago and two and a half years ago. Get over your damn self, you fool. Right? And so, as I'm going through that, Rob is like, okay, cool. Just had this really great meeting. I'm gonna call you so we can catch up. I was like, brilliant. Um, how soon is that gonna be? Quickly. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, we need to talk. To I said, I'm triggered. <laughs> you know, step yeah, one. I was, I was confused. I was like, talk about what? Yeah, yeah, like... yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Because I've been, I've been having such a great yeah, couple yeah, of weeks just, yeah. and whatever. You know, guys, I've taken up yoga, hot yoga. It's amazing. Yeah. I absolutely recommend it. Um, yeah, loving it, mate. I'm loving it, and, and also as well, my stomach is going down. Hallelujah! <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I, I messed up. I'm triggered. So I didn't have that usual kind of like, oh my god, I'm triggered. This is wild. That's because I caught it as it happened. Mm. So what happens is, and go with me with this. What happens is sometimes you're out and about, and you see somebody that you don't like, mm. but all your attention when you see them, all your attention goes to making it seem like everything's okay. Mm. All your energy you goes actually to overly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, you know. And some people do it great, you know. And they see see the person, and it's all gravy, whatever. Like, hey, what's up? Cool. But does that change the fact that you were triggered when you saw this motherfucker? No, uh, no, it does not change that 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 fact. So, I saw this guy that I went to school with years and years ago, and I also saw this dude who I also went to school with on my timeline, and I'm like, I'm triggered. I'm hella triggered. I didn't want to lie. Yeah, I did, I, I, triggered, I, triggered, yeah. Yeah, I took the attention away from how do I pretend like this is a blissful moment and oh, I'm actually okay, to I'm triggered. So what happened going forward is then I then had to acknowledge, and again, go with me with this, I had to acknowledge that these people who have triggered me have nothing to do yeah. with what mm. I'm feeling right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they actually have nothing to do with it, yeah. I experienced somebody who was triggered, someone in my family two weeks ago, last week, whatever, who got triggered by something I said. And um, if I really said something that was out of order, right, I yeah. would fully be like, you know what, I'm really sorry, or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But then I am in a space where I acknowledge that that pain you're feeling, what you're going through right now, is actually not my fault. Because I really do care about reconciliation and I really do care about making up. But at the same time, if I can, I can come to you and make up with you and say sorry, but then if you get triggered again, it's not really my fault why you're reacting like that. Yeah. Mm. So I had to twist it around and be like, damn, you know, these guys are not to blame for this anguish that I'm feeling. They're not to blame for the fact that there are still pockets of trauma from secondary school that have remained undealt with. Mm. And to accept that is quite big because the first thing you do is you blame yourself for not for not being on the ball of dealing with it. But at the same time, you know, I had to catch myself and be like, yeah, but who taught me how to deal with it? Mm, mm, mm. Deep stuff. That's, yeah. that's very, 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 very key. Right? No one taught me how to deal with it. No, no, no. So, Bear Mando, one of the one of the brothers, the guy who I saw on socials, I still muted him on everything, right? I didn't unfollow him or block him. Or, no, because he didn't do anything. I just, mm. unf- I just... I just I'm muted yeah. him because I was like, I don't want to see your face. Because if I see your face, just, I'm going to be triggered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because right now, that person is is very heavily associated with, with people who actually are, are participants in a more recent trauma. Which falls in line oh, okay. with the stuff that I went through when I was a kid. Which aroused the whole abandonment complex. Okay. Mm. It aroused the whole pain from dad leaving. Mm. It aroused the pain from my best friends abandoning me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I don't want to look at your face! Don't look at me. <laughs> I don't want to look at your face. So, I, so I'm having to be honest with myself like, bro, this guy didn't do anything at all. Yeah. And I'm vexed. Yeah, I remember I had, a, I had a <laughs> recent run-ins with something like that. What happened? Basically, I saw an ex, my ex-girlfriend's friend. She's a lovely girl, though. Like, of course she would be. And she absolutely. And you know what? Through the bullshit that we were going through, that you know, back then, she was like, huh? The plague. The plague. Uh, plague. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, 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 we could call it a whole bunch of other things. We could, okay? we could. Okay. That's PG. But, that's <laughs> you. Okay. That is, that is, you, you rate me. Anyways, um, and it was just like, hey. <laughs> but your ass is triggered. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God, oh my God. But this is what I said to you the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't yeah, reacting yeah, like yeah. in a big, big physical way. But like, I was telling hey. Rob, I was like, Rob, I said, my eyes are twitching. I'm twitching. I, I keep on swallowing because I've got like this block in my yeah, throat. Yeah, yeah. Man, all of that. It was just like, hey, and it was just like, how are you? Hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, listen, you're in London Bridge. It's fast paced as hell. Mm-hmm. People were moving at 40 miles per hour, and you just see the person. You're like. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. you just look eyes with them. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't even not say hi. Right. <laughs> so we were just like, hey. I was like, when's the train? Like, she's like, oh, it's, it's, and it was like, it was definitely like 20 minutes. I went, to, <laughs> I went to a film premiere last year yeah. where, where I was triggered while, while I was there. I went to a film premiere and, and, and I saw these two people and I was like, not today, Satan. Yes, I remember. And before the credits rolled, I, remember, I, I, I snuck out the I cinema because I, I was like, today, because yeah, you know I, I can't lie. I'm a really bad I liar. I remember that. Yeah. And I'm a bad faker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if I saw them, and you know me, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll, I'll open yeah, with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. I legit had to. <laughs> no, I legit, I legit had to say it. I was just going to an appointment. I was in a rush because I just couldn't. 
I was just like, yeah, yeah. I was at this stuff like, mine. It's good to see you. Everyone's going well. I died off. I won't go anywhere. I was going home. But like, I'm not trying to, cause no. Okay. No, I wasn't trying to do. It. I wasn't trying to take myself back there. And and she she, she had done nothing wrong. Definitely nothing wrong. But it's your associated simple. So I think what happens is people. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think what happens out there with people, especially us men, um, we experience these things, and then we try and find justifications for our actions, like as a result of whatever that triggering is mm. and that justification very rarely points to the fact that we're hurting for some for another reason mm. and 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 that reason is our responsibility solely our responsibility to figure out and we need to go into it mm. and as men we, we want to do things that we know how to do we want to do things that we're proficient at we're very very rarely we're not we're not like predisposed to getting out of our comfort zone emotionally physically go and climb that mountain go and drive that fast car yeah we've been doing that it's like yeah beat my chest my dick's bigger than yours yeah yeah you know but like in terms of like my heart's bigger than yours or my heart is is you know my emotions are important um my mindset is key we don't really go there and so for me i've had to go into this really scary scary um, surprisingly not so dark place of accepting that wow so these broken pieces mm. from 1999 mm. from 2003 mm. you know <clears throat> the, the, these things these things that have that have shaped who I am mm-hmm. that have helped to shape who I am are things that are my responsibility to figure yeah. out yeah I have to fix it I have to do something about it and we also don't like the idea and Mandem, please feel free to just con- you know to, to, to disagree if you want to. Yeah. But I think that we don't like the idea of collaborating with another human being mm-hmm. uh, in dealing with those emotions. Yeah. As as men, yeah. As men. hundred percent, definitely. Yeah. I mean, look, like it, and I think that's something that's just hardwired on into us in terms of just I'm a man and, and I'm, mm. I'm a man and I can deal with my stuff because mm. I'm a man mm. and because I'm dealing with my own, I'm a man. Mm. For that reason, mm. so even more so when it comes to emotions, no way. It's just like what? Mm. Why don't why? Why don't why don't go and sit down, with my bros, like we are doing now, mm. and just be very open mm. with, with you know just talking about triggers and emotional trauma and blah blah blah. It's just mm. it's, it's not it's just not something that is a a construct of society. It doesn't work. Mm. Well, it read read into the construct of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so important because. As as we know, the highest killer of of you know men it, under forty five. It's 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 yeah it's, it's, it's yeah yeah. So you know, it takes. And, and I'm sure if some of those men had an outlet to speak with with their bros or whatever, I'm sure some of them would still be here freely, freely as well. Freely, yeah. yeah. That's with no with no, and it's just like there's no judging. It's just like we're understanding. We're like cool. Hang on, let me put something out there. So. And even if you are going to be judged, and then what? Okay, okay, and yeah, in, in a sense that, yeah, I hear you. In a sense that it's like, yeah, no, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. what? No, no, because that's like, the... you got, you got to see, yeah, you got to see, yeah exactly, because it's like, what sometimes... We've, well, mm-hmm. What we've done is we've created, in our circles, we've created a space. For example, first time I met you, we just hit it off, like it was mm-hmm. nearly chops, like it was, it was not even difficult, right? I'm like, okay, cool. For me, I can, I can tell what kind of a person somebody is, like when I meet them, blah, blah, blah. Me, Charles, me and you met, and then um, we were outside BBC Studios after we did that show um, that morning, and we Victoria Dodge or someone, and we spoke for like what an hour and a bit after yeah. we, were, we were done, mm-hmm. 
Like we were just hanging out. It's the first time we met each other, right? So that's cool. Uh, me and you, Rob, like the first time we met. <laughs> <laughs> Must you? Must I? That's a that's a story for another podcast. But when I first met you, again, just click click, right? And yeah. and, and it was great. And um, uh, our first ever in depth conversation yeah. was in depth. Yeah. In depth, right? In depth. But what it is is that we've created situations where we are comfortable in that way, right? And I've, I personally believe that I've created an environment around me where people will not and do not feel judged. But then, how about this? What? So, because you find you can't find a place where you don't feel judged, you can't deal with your emotions. Is that healthy? Yeah. Is that yeah. advisable? Can you? Is that an excuse? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And to judge is to like could be just to pull someone up and be like, actually, hold up. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's where actually the growth is and that recovery is. So, for example, there's some things I might say to guys and say, you know, you need to you need to go speak to someone about that. Do you mm. know what I mean? That could be my way of saying look, you're not necessarily addressing this the right way. And I'm, and I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm being chastised when Rob talks to me about stuff. <laughs> and the thing is, like, he, d- he deals with it in the way that I prefer, which is pretty much like a straightaway thing, because I don't do this whole, like, later, later. On New Year's Eve, he, he messaged me, he goes, I oh, want to talk about something tomorrow. I said, nah, now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, if there's an issue, let's talk about it right now, because I'm, I'm not trying to go to sleep mm-hmm. on New Year's Day morning. Not knowing. And then, and the then tomorrow, the first conversation we're going to have when I wake up is, is something that I did wrong. So we, <laughs> we spoke about it. He told me what I did. I was devastated. I was like, oh my God. Of course. <laughs> oh God. I was like, awful. How dare you, right? <laughs> to me, to myself, right? But then, but it's But like, it's all cool though, like, do you know what I mean? No, of course, of course. It's important to... Of course. And even though you're not judging me, one will probably still feel judged to a degree. Which is... Which is normal. Which is normal. Which is fine. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But don't like, now then go and like shut yourself off because it's like, oh, you know, because they're just gonna judge me, Bridget. What? Sometimes the the most times the um, the solution is in the ju- the judging, quote unquote. Mm. Um, you know, or or the feeling, or, or the feeling. But because yeah. then it opens up like, your mind that like, actually maybe I'm, you know, maybe. I'm, but you know though, it's not what they're feeling is not judgment. It's something deeper. It's yeah, conviction. It's com- yes. <laughs> it's conviction. It's like it's because the thing is when when you start to fall out, when your defense is you're battling against. What you know actually is the truth. When yes. someone has, yes. when someone yes. has actually told you, you're like, rah, like, that's, yes. actually, you're right, but no. Yes. And on the outside, you're like, no, no, yes. no, my dickhead, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, boy, it's all bad. So, oh actually, my you're right. <laughs> it's important, man. Charles, what what are your thoughts on, on, the, on the whole feeling of um, being judged, per se? What's your take in terms of, like, how you deal with things and who... You know, are you are you someone who finds it easy to reach out to others to say, look, this is what's going on. I need to work on this or whatever. Or are you more kind of like hermit esque, where you like just sort of try and deal with things in your corner? I think it's a bit of it's a, it's a mix, really. Like um, at the moment, like what you guys are saying about just as men were not being open, mm. you know, expressing that opinion, saying about oh. I feel some type of way I need help mm. you know um, I find it it's something I am doing a bit more now than ever before like if I feel down I'll talk to one of my boys and just let them know like and then and just tell them even just like how I feel and stuff you know but then I was afraid of judgment mm. 100% I was scared of judgment I don't want to be judged like why would I want to be judged and all that but then I saw, I saw like, well, in life, there's always 
it's always conflict mm. you know mm. do you know what I mean and, um, yeah. and the idea I was coming from now that I'm, I'm getting a bit more that I've come to terms with is the idea of having an open discussion that sometimes can be seen as you want to have an argument but it's more of an open social conflict as in talking about stuff yeah 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 being direct which that which if you can say it depending on how the person is sensitive they could see it as oh you're 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 under attack yeah but you're having a discussion yeah 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 do you know what I mean? So that's something that's like, oh, you know, I've come to the conclusion and and yeah, I'm okay with someone, with my friends even pulling me up and say, hey Charles, you may have did something wrong, etc. And, and they tell me how they feel. And I'll ask them, well, why do you feel this way? And then they'll ask me and vice versa. That's yeah, the yeah, openness. Yeah, but then that takes a certain amount of bravery with you to say that, okay, this is how you feel yeah. and just get it out. Um, and it's not something that I did from before like um, I'm not that expressive I think now I'm a bit more expressive but mm-hmm. it's something I had to work on mm. and the way that we're living in now like um, I remember I went to a funeral of a friend who passed away due to suicide mm-hmm. and you know like that really was like that was a big question mark because I, had to, I was just feeling myself it must have been this, so sobering. It was it. I, it was in a way, in some sort of way, because we hung around not as much, but uh, but I always see him as happy. Mm. He was always good. Mm. Like times I was with him, it was nothing but good goodness. And when this happens, it flips your whole world. I mean, I was rather I was in a way I was numb by the whole experience, but also. I was really confused. I was like, but you're so happy. Like, yeah, why totally. would you do that? Why, why, why? why? Yeah, because on the surface you're thinking, but you're good, like how? <clears throat> I mean, I can relate to that because I, I went to a friend's funeral last year. Last year? Wait, where were we again? <laughs> no, 2019. Yeah, 20, yeah tw- it was last year, last year. Um, again, happy, like, you just. Mm. Was, it, was it suicide? Yeah, suicide, yeah. yeah. Father Lord. Suicide. Um, and it's just like, what? Like, you just think, obviously, you know, you think to yourself, okay, number one, okay, you were happy, I don't understand how that happened. Secondly, is there something I could have... You, you yeah, could have but done. And the answer is... Yeah. And the answer is... The answer is no. No, the answer is no. The answer is absolutely no. Because it's you the could, same thing that to, to <clears> accept, <throat> uh, you know, and, uh, and by the way, oof, I am not about to trivialise suicide whatsoever. Although I've never felt suicidal uh, feelings or I've never had suicidal thoughts myself, mm. I'm not going to trivialise it, so I don't no, want to come across okay. that at all. But even the person who is suicidal, even for them, it is still their responsibility to, 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 to deal it with is. what that it emotion is. is. You know, it you is. can want to have been there as much as you want, mm. okay? Mm. And you could have done your very mm. best. That human being was going to make the decision that they made Anywhere, yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? And how you control? I think, and that's the thing. I think, as just as people, we feel like when when an experience like that happens, you think, well, hold on a minute, I could have, like, of course, naturally, yeah, yeah. I could have done something. I could have stopped something. Mm -hmm. But then, in reality, just like you said, it's out of your control. You can't. You can't do that. So, 
Yeah, can't do that. I, have, I, I said, um, I was doing a talk somewhere. <clears throat> I did a talk in a school. This is a few years ago, and this is shortly after Robin Williams had passed away. And he, got, he died of suicide. Mm. And I remember, you know, when I was touring these schools, um, the, the talks were typically very upbeat. I was very happy, super inspiring. Mm. Um, you know, got tears every now and again or whatever. But it was like, you know, like, oh my God, I'm crying because I can't believe how amazing you are and how, you know, how amazing I am. And then, you know, people just having realizations. But then on one particular occasion, someone made a comment to just kind of like bypass people who are seemingly mm. fine. And I said, no. I said, those are the ones you, you, you need to be checking. Those are the ones you check. I, if you have I friends, you. yeah, if you have friends you or not check. someone who's a comedian, checking with them. Someone who different. deals with awkward situations by telling jokes. Someone that's giving away a lot of energy, man. Yes, someone who's right. just doing the most. Hi! All of that. Those are the people you need to be checking. Those people that are giving out hella energy. Yeah. Check on those people. Because you know what, man? These people are are trying to turn up the volume of a different voice. Because there's another, there's one voice over that's the, inside, the yeah, one. over over the yeah. one that's saying Yo. you ain't shit. Over the voice that's saying that thing you're trying to do is not gonna work. That thing, that voice that says um, all of these ideas you've got in a world yeah, of I seven billion yeah. people, who do you think you are? Yeah. These voices that can be so 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 demonic. Even now, those people, those high energy folks, you know, check on them. Yeah. Check on them. Do you know? And I have to speak for my, I have to speak for myself on this next comment. Do you know? In my journey so far, which just mm. for the listeners out there, just so you know, I feel great. By the way, I, you know, I feel amazing. Um, I'm very conscious of my mental health. I'm very conscious of my, of myself. And um, I'm actually doing my my mental health assessment. Very soon, so excited about yeah. that. Yeah, 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 and, and, yeah. And it's my first time dealing with um, any kind of like psychiatric. Uh, that's kind of process, that, that kind of process. Exactly, yeah. right? Mm. Um, no, I haven't had any kind of breakdown whereby I have to now be go and see this. I actually referred myself because I, the same way I picked up my yoga and I said, okay, cool, I need to sort my body out. Da, da, da. Yeah. People need to start treating their mental health as if. Right, exactly. just as, as important. As, 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 as in, like, you know, it's all those gym you see, there's a difference, and it's like, I go to the gym. It's like, that's right. Just because the mind you can't see, you can't that's see right. Mental health doesn't mean you don't need work. Man. That's right. That's important. That's, and that's good. That's good. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm excited about that whole thing. But uh, what, what what I'm gonna say is this. <clears throat> For me, I still battle with the fact that. I pretended to be okay for so long mm. because of all of the, the pain I was in. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I really like it. Oh God. I mean, yeah. if you just imagine, and I've, I've written a little bit about this in my, in my new book that comes out next year. I, I, I dealt with my family breaking down um, while going to school, mm. while on, on a couple of occasions, my mom and my siblings and I had to sleep in a hostel mm. because of domestic violence. And mm. by the way, can I just touch on this? One of my aunties read my first book, and because I made brief mention of infidelity and domestic violence, her feedback to me was, "Oh, your book is really great, but next time, give us a read so that we can just, you know, edit a few things out because you don't want to embarrass your family." 
that is the energy we are going against. Yes. We do not believe in that mm. energy. We do not support that energy. Mm. I say, talk your story. I said, auntie, all due respect, it's my story. And this is what's happening. And, right, this, this is what happened. Now, back to my point. The thing that I'm still battling with is that I pretended for so long that I was okay that now when I look back when I when I stand where I, where I am at 30 years old and I look back mm-hmm. and I look at just how broken I am still in a lot of ways mm-hmm. that can be very disheartening mm-hmm. that is that is an issue where I am and blah and my life and if you want to talk about success and whatever mm-hmm. I'm happy I'm mm-hmm. good I'm absolutely good but the battle is looking back and thinking shit I am broken Broken, 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 broke, 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 and being broken doesn't necessarily mean that you have to live that brokenness. Mm. Um, but the brokenness is real, and um, the only thing that gives me hope and that makes me feel better is the fact that as much as I would have liked to do things differently, there was nobody who had the time nor the capacity to say, "This is not how we deal with trauma. This is not how we deal with triggers." This is the right way to do it. I grew up in the epitome, as did we all, in the epitome of band and band leader. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. So you what? You want to do what? No. Right, <laughs> right. So for me, I I mentioned earlier to you, Charles, in, in the kitchen when I was seasoning that wonderful sumptuous chicken that we will be Listen, devouring. Set the timer up. Very short. Sure. What's the timer <laughs> say? How long does the timer say? Four, four minutes four minutes and then I can I, can, I, I have to go and I put the potatoes yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatever um, <laughs> but we'll be okay to continue the conversation of course, of course. Um, so for me I've had to deal with the, the, the pain and the reality of looking back so I was saying earlier to Charles when I was seasoning the chicken that um, you know we're talking about something completely different but I said this I said, yeah, you, know, yeah. I said you have to become friends with pain yeah. I did I did hear you say that actually and, and I was just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you have to become friends with pain. Yeah. And um, just calling on that, like and in doing that, I think you can actually live almost like a perfect life. Like a perfect life is not a flawless life. Like people think no. that, you know, a perfect life is where there's no pain, there's no fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just no, no. like just none of that. But the lessons are in these what, things. What we should aim for, gentlemen, is a balanced life. Yeah, balance means sometimes stuff is great, sometimes stuff is not great. Now, this statement of be, you know make friends with pain, be friends with your pain, because <clears throat> you're gonna bump into these these things. You're gonna. I did not expect to bump into anyone at the cinema, not in that particular location, not at that time of day, and not in the succession it happened, and not in the succession that it happened. <laughs> Do you know, how can, I saw two separate human beings. Who have known both of them for 20 years, okay? One one I know better than the other. Both have not done anything to me, but I saw them both on that day, one on social media, one in person, and they both triggered the same thing. Now, that was painful in hindsight. Mm. But guess what? The reason why I was able to be on the phone to Rob that evening and to talk it out, and yesterday I wasn't dragging my feet in despair, and today I was excited and gassed to go to my yoga class, is because I made friends with that pain. Yes, I was triggered. Is it the last time I'll be triggered? Mm. Probably not. Probably not, yeah. No. But I was like, okay, cool. I know who you are. Yeah. It's like, for example, when you have someone like that relative, 
that relative. That one. That relative. that relative. You know that that relative who like as soon as they walk in, everyone's like, oh. <laughs> and everyone does it like you just yeah. watch everyone like, oh, yeah. yeah. But 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 they are your relatives. Yeah. It is, and it you is. know what? You know what? You learn how to deal with them. You learn how to accommodate them. Okay. You don't have to accept their bullshit, but you learn that okay, this is who this person is, and fact is, this person is my relative. Full stop. That's the case. That's it. Case closed. Mm. Yeah. That's what it's, it should be like with pain. That's what it should be like with embarrassment. That's what it should be like with discomfort. It's like, okay, cool. This feeling has come. Instead of running away and trying to shield myself. Actually, yeah. Actually, let me face this thing. Because I tell you what, that pretty much almost every moment I was on the phone to you the other day, Rob, explaining to you what I was going through, I felt like a fool. I'll be very honest. Yeah, I, know no. you don't, I know you don't think I'm a fool. But, yeah, yeah, but the yeah, fact yeah. is... From, you, from your own perspective, you showing, expressing it, yeah, I feel like a fool because it's like this happened so long ago. But as I was saying, bro, the brain is flipping powerful. Yeah. If you want to get all psychological with it, mate, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's insane. Like, just things, you know, just the slightest trigger, just it just comes up with a massive, like, enormity. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Like, completely throws you off. It just disables you differently. Well, it, could, it, it can do. And it can. Well, it, it can do. Because for me, yeah. yeah, we can safely say that I have, lately, I have not been disabled by anything no, no, that's happened no, no, to no, me. No, no, no. But that's because I'm looking in, right? Yeah. Ma- gentlemen, I'm not saying I'm perfect at dealing with this stuff, okay? But then I do believe that I have a special gift, which is why we even have this whole Brunch Brothers platform. That's why we do what we do, because I know that when men are, are around me, that they say things that they typically wouldn't say in other circumstances and situations. That's why my interviews for New Age Excellence are so lit, because because people people tell me stuff that they don't tell other interviewers. They are so sick, guys. Yeah. Oh my God. And people turn around and say to me after interviews, they say, "Do you know what? That was an amazing interview. I've never been asked that before. I've never mm, been asked this. Never... Mm. So so, and that's because of the the level of emotional aptitude that I've take I've decided to work towards. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect at it, okay? But I will tell you this. Um, if you're listening right now and you're wondering to yourself, how am I going to carry myself through this? How am I going to, how am I going to go on this journey of being friends with my pain? How am I going to go and revisit my triggers? How am I going to address my traumas? The answer is nobody knows. There's no rule book. There's no chicken. Chicken. No, no. I just it, it doesn't I just, mean I just, I just, I just, it doesn't mean the chicken's ready. By the way, guys, it, it just means that it's time for me to go. Yeah, I just need to go and put in the potato, the potatoes. So in, in a moment, potatoes, I'm gonna potatoes. sneak out of here so that you guys can can continue the conversation. And while I'm going to add the potatoes and do all that, <laughs> and turn the chicken over, <laughs> and then we'll come back and continue. But yes, back to <laughs> back to what I'm saying. Uh, you know, there's no there are no answers. Um, people people have very bravely recently said to me, but I'm scared. And I have the most simple saying. I say, do it scared. Mm. Delve into those emotions scared. Mm. Delve into those thoughts scared. Do it. Yeah. Go and meet those emotions. Shake hands with the devil, man. Because you're not going to not meet him. Mm. At yeah, some point in your life, you're not. You know about that, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to negotiate this right You're causing me trouble with it. Imagine, like, how can we? <laughs> yeah. Imagine going to war with zero knowledge about your enemy. On that note, I'm just gonna go and turn over the chicken. Yeah, you yeah. guys can continue this conversation. Yeah. But yes, imagine trying to go to war and trying to fight a serious battle mm. without any knowledge of who your opposition is, without knowing who your who your um your enemy is. Mm. Do it again. Alright. So Cass has gone to the, so mm-hmm. to put, put the put the potatoes yeah. in, in the oven. 
So it's just me and you, Charles. Interesting. But um, no, it's, been, it's been a great conversation, man, so far. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's more important, especially in this climate that we're in, for, for men to just really open up and you know, talk about their emotions. Because I don't know about you, but I see out there, in the, in the especially within social media, these, these images of the ideal man being perpetuated. No. Yeah, I mean to I mean to be honest, but you know as a man that like there's men can't fit into a box and then 100%. say yeah. well this is what makes a man. A man I mean because, I yeah. think I think everyone's that every definition of being a man is very different. Mm. Some people feel like being a strong alpha dominant male person mm. is ideal. Well, it's not ideal for everyone mm. because everyone's, everyone's, um, everyone is not born to be a leader. Not everyone's supposed to be a super dominant. Not everyone's supposed to uh, move in a way that like they command people and stuff. Mm. You know, like I, I, it's always a, a annoying idea that like the, even the idea of toxic masculin- masculinity. Masculinity. Yeah. I sort of sit there and think. What is toxic masculinity? Why is this narrative being driven to say that men are have this toxic masculinity? And I, I saw what, what is the what yeah that? because it's like every, it's like a word that everyone throws around, and you sort of just think I would sort of think well yeah okay so it stems from what I know it stems from the whole Weinstein case neither of men in power being controlled but then um, but yeah. I obviously I obviously well but then it's the word that gets thrown around a lot and I kind of so do you feel I, like it needs a bit more definition or like that but then what? I obviously I would, wouldn't take it as serious I would ignore it because it's like uh, not I would ignore it in the sense because it's like it's a word that gets thrown around and there isn't a definitive meaning to, to it and also it's something like because in, as you said in social media like men gets portrayed as like oh we need to leave not we need to sort our own lives we need to do this we need to do that but then money yeah so as soon as you're born but then, like, but then when you but then when you think about as you as a man you can't you can't be put as a box there's, box, there's yeah. too many definitions or ways to be men mm. my definition of ways to be men is different to yours mm. And to yours, do you know what I mean? We may have a similar idea based on our own our own uh, value systems, but then and culture. and culture, yeah. But then it's still ultimately it's how you make of it, you know. It's how you make your own gender and stuff. So it's it's yeah. Um, another thing as well. Do you feel like obviously I think as men, but as black men, we have a very unique way we navigate this whole subject of like mental health and that. So. We have that cultural. Yes. There's a lot of cultural. There's a one hundred percent. Where you know, compared to say one of my Caucasian counterparts, mm-hmm. there's you know certain things where I'm just like, well, wait, well, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. like I feel like, especially sort of black masculinity specifically, it, it you know, well, my parents anyways, my dad, my dad's obviously he, he, he's African Ugandan. Um, and you know his, his his the way he was brought up and stuff like that. I guess that's principles brought down from his from, from my granddad, but then also principles brought up from my great great granddad. Blah blah blah. 
has led him to, to be the person he is, is say, yeah. which is yeah. quite quite a muted person, not necessarily emotional, mm. whatever it could be. I, like sometimes I'm like, I don't know what you, I, 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 I could not tell what you're thinking of. I'll tell you this, I, I think, um, you know, and as black African men, the natural way to be, according to a lot of our experiences, is sort of that very that silence. That just you know, yeah. I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with it, and, and I've got it, and, and it's got fine, it, and, and it's, I, you know, it's handled. Yeah. Handled. Right. Yeah. Um, man, I'm, I'm about to burst some of your pretty little bubbles out there. Um, <laughs> some of these, some of these men who you see, like, oh, you know, my dad's solid on granddad's a G and oh you know nah, my, man, my, dad, my dad's not a man of many words you know nah, 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 nah. whatever okay cool now that doesn't mean that we are like that naturally there are some people who are told you know let's just line up three boys right they're all seven years old and you tell all three of them man up yeah they fall down they bust their knee they all start crying ah! and then it's like shut up shut up shut up man up yeah one of them will turn around and we're like, what? Nah, nah. Like in his head, he's like, man, nah. So what he'll do is like he'll find another place to go and express his emotions. Mm, yeah. Another boy will will just be like, gonna just suppress it, and I'm gonna be cool because to be cool is what it is. That's right. So I'm being like, yeah. yeah. That's right. Holding in. That's right. And then the other boy will be like, okay, cool. These emotions are a lot for me to handle. And the men around me, if they're not cool and calm and chill, they're being loud and aggressive and obnoxious. So do you know what? Whenever I'm feeling an emotion, I'm just gonna channel it that way. Just can I just can I do can you yeah, have you yeah, guys seen yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you've you yeah, seen yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not the only one. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Right. Yeah. So watch this. This is what happens. So certain people then, some people's dads or granddads or uncles, they die now. Okay? And then you start seeing small houses. For those of you listening who don't know what a small house is in African culture, it is when a man is married to a woman um, mm. and he has a household and they have children and that is his main house. Main you know, big house. And then yeah. small house is the side chick, the thought mm, on the side, side the baby machine down the road, you know? And then these people turn up to the funeral. It's like, yeah, this is, this is, the, you know, his kids. And people are like, what? How could he do this? He was so wonderful. Ha, na, 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 na. And then you find out that that same cool, collected, calm man that you loved for those reasons, he went and he bore his emotions oh, to the side chick. He went and he found emotional sustenance because he was allowed, by the way, don't think I'm blaming women. This is a cultural issue. So just don't get off your feminist horses before you start <laughs> racing at me. But because of because he felt like I can't be this emotive individual in my household, a lot of them, they go out and find emotional um, um, solutions elsewhere. I'll give you an example. Years ago, I remember reading about Ashley Cole who was cheating on his wife Cheryl, and the prostitutes were writing accounts of what it was like having sex with him. All of them were talking about how he was making love to he was making love to them in a passionate, like kind of way, like making love type mm, of thing. Like mm, he was paying prostitutes to make love to them, mm, right? Mm. Which means that there must have been something. Again, not gonna blame Cheryl, but there was there must have been something in his there in his household yeah. that said to him, "You can't be this." Yes. 
yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, you can't yeah, be you this yeah. emotive. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't you can't be that, you know, at home. Um, and so there's a lot of people that you find that. A lot of people's granddads when they pass away and they start finding out all these trials and tribulations and pains and things that they went through. And you're like, oh my God, why, why didn't we know? Because he was the head of the household. You know what I mean? He was the head of the clan. It's different to be... It's one thing being head of, like, you know, one family. Nah, exactly. When you're head of the family. When you're head of... Right, exactly. Like what your granddad was, you know? Yeah. Before you passed on. Yeah. You know, being that person that when he goes, like, it's like, it's going to be impactful. But we tend to find out a lot of things when these people die. And it's like, oh my God, but why didn't we know? Because where you were was not a safe enough environment because you can't have if you may it may have been safe but you didn't say so mm. you didn't assure the person next to you to say by the way if you feel some type of way about something please feel free to okay listeners we have um Changed location. We are now in the kitchen because I'm just finishing up this delicious dinner. Ugh, the aromas. Um, yes, the aromas are truly delightful. Unfortunately, Charles has had to go. Um, so first things first, we ran out of um, recording space before, and and we were just chatting away for like another five minutes, and so um, whatever. So um, we touched. The last thing that we touched on, obviously, was the whole thing of uh, when you know certain people have. You know, they're running families or being the heads of a family or whatever, the head of a family, and then they die, and then you start to discover who this person was altogether, something yeah. completely different. Um, and I believe the point that I was driving to when we were talking about all of that was just simply, you know, um, do everything that you can to, to be present and aware mm-hmm. of who you are, how you feel about things, and it's your responsibility to find an appropriate space to be able to channel that. And address it. That's right. Um, because at the end of the day, man, you know, you are in charge of your happiness, as cliche as that sounds. You're in charge of your happiness, you're in charge of, you know, um, how you know your life turns out as a result of the things that you do. And the things that you do are a result mainly of your mindset and your heart position and how you feel. So um, you know. Guys, just thank you so much for listening. Um, thanks for welcoming us back. For all the listeners who uh, were listening to the previous episodes, I want to thank you for you know you, your loyalty. I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for the messages. Thank you for the kindness that you've shown. Um, we've had Rob today. We've had Charles. Um, you guys can look, seek out their information in the information. Uh, sorry, their social media contacts in the information. Yeah, that comes with with, um, with this episode and, and yeah just also if you have any questions or anything hold on I've got to taste this topic suggestions oh my god this is so good <laughs> oh oh the god oh the lord is good yes if you have any topic suggestions anything any questions whatever feel free to get in touch be in contact and yeah all good in the hood so yeah, this has been Brunch Brothers Podcast. This has been Rob. And I have been cast. Thank you so much. Peace and love. Happy Sunday. And the rest of the week, whatever day you listen to this, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Mm-hmm.